Welcome to Tales from the Waystone, a King Killer Chronicle reread podcast. We are your hosts, Will and Phoenix. I guess we're getting into it. So, uh, yeah, this is a little bit of a different podcast. A little over a week ago, I came down with COVID. So if we sound a little bit muffled, it is because we are both sitting here masked up. We're going to have a very short podcast so that A, I can edit it really quickly on Monday before it comes out on Tuesday. And B, because we don't really want to breathe in each other's faces because so far I do not have COVID and it has been just over a week. So yeah. Yeah, I've been out of commission, and even though I'm feeling better, I'm still testing positive, and, you know, that that has its own challenges, so we just decided let's do something a little different. Let's just talk about some of the things that have been kind of getting us through this tough time. So we're just going to run through some of the pop culture things that we've really enjoyed, and some of the things are less pop culture but just general stuff that have kind of been keeping us occupied. So you want to kick us off? All right. So I gotta say, I know we've already recommended Star Trek Strange New Worlds, but seriously, guys, do not sleep on season two. It's only had three episodes in so far. And I tend to agree with what cultures or Trek cultures assessment that they started off with the weakest one and the weakest one I thought was still pretty fun. And then we got a classic trial episode. And then we got a kind of homage to City on the Edge of Forever. Hard to go wrong with that. One of the greatest all-time Star Trek episodes of any series. And I can't help but think that with all of the other series, they've been fine. And there have been parts that I've loved. Like with Star Trek Discovery, there is the found family aspect that is just making me squee every time I see it and I love it and it makes me happy. But Strange New Worlds is that right level of this is fun, but it has some serious themes. Absolutely. The characters are likable. The adventures are interesting. There's all sorts of clever plotting. And it feels like a real throwback to 60s era Trek, where it's definitely much more focused on adventure of the week, even though there are some longer arcs and things like that. It's much more focused on telling a good self-contained story. And, you know, it really does have that sort of wagon train to the stars ethos that, you know, really embodied early Trek. You can pick up pretty much any episode of Strange New Worlds and have a blast been super super good so far also obligatory you know hashtag save prodigy save star trek prodigy i believe it wasn't very well advertised but i also believe it hasn't really been super glommed onto by most of the trek fans and i think that that's also one that we just shouldn't sleep on yeah prodigy is worth your time if you can find it right if you can find it and if you can help Paramount decide that we actually need to see it because unfortunately it's been canceled. Moving on, our next recommendation is one of the seasons of Dimension 20, Mice and Murder. So this is a side quest. If you love cozy mysteries, this is absolutely a goodness. Like 
12, 14, 15 hour long cozy mystery. It's D&D. It is a cozy mystery, like a bottle episode mystery kind of deal. All played out with the College Humor cast, which, I mean, all of them have been kind of a treasure. And it's got all of the same feels as like Clue and Knives Out and Murder by Death without the racism. With a healthy dose of Sherlock Holmes thrown in. Absolutely. And it's also just ridiculous and funny. And the spin that the cast members of College Humor brought to all of this, where, yeah, they're trying to solve a mystery, but they're not taking themselves seriously at all, is just, it's so amazing and it's so good. I think the best way to describe it would be Wind in the Willows meets Sherlock Holmes meets just a little bit of screwball comedy. I would say Clue is actually the one I'd throw it into. There's some real screwball energy there. Each character has their own set of motivations, sometimes working at cross purposes to one another. And just watching them all bounce off of one another is just a lot of fun. All right. And so our next kind of recommendation is brought to you by the fact that when Will finally caught COVID, it was so late in the game that there's antivirals for it. Yeah. So readily recommend getting antiviral treatments. So yeah, I took Paxlovid, and one of the fun side effects is that it makes your mouth taste like leftover pineapple curry, which of course is a deep cut for anyone who's heard us talk about one of our early experiences with the perils of leftovers. For those of you who don't know what our leftover pineapple curry tasted like, what is the general taste of Paxlovid? So it tasted kind of like just stomach acid in my mouth all the time. Like what was really interesting though is because everything in my mouth just tasted terrible, literally anything else that disguised that or overpowered that tasted amazing. So like I had a night where we just had Korean sticky rice cakes and oh my goodness, the fiery gochujang sauce was amazing because it just killed my taste buds for like 30 minutes where I just wasn't tasting anything and it was amazing. And so what you've written down is kind of just if you're going to experience side effects, lean into it. Yeah, I mean, it was something where I started looking into what was actually going on about it. And so part of it is that the medication itself has a fairly bitter taste and it gets into your bloodstream. And so that goes into your saliva. And then because it's basically a cocktail of two different drugs, the second drug keeps it circulating in your bloodstream, which means your saliva stays that way for the duration of the course. So yeah, I took it for a full five days. Yeah. <laughs> so unpleasant. It's, it's quite unpleasant. But like I say, I will take that over some of the more debilitating effects of COVID any day. Next thing. So while I've been laid up, I've had some time to do some reading, which I haven't really given myself in a while. So I ended up finally getting around to finishing The World We Made, which is the sequel to The City We Became by N.K. Jemisin. And I absolutely adored it. I could also definitely see why she opted not to write a follow-up. She's basically said, yeah, this is going to be just stick as a duology. And I respect that a lot because I think for me, The City We Became is its own story. It doesn't need the follow-up, 
but the follow-up is good, so it complements. I feel like she's told the story that she felt like she needed to tell. She's got room to tell more stories in that world if she decides she wants to or has the energy to. But I also know that like over the past three years, just all of the rapid changes that have been going on in the world and in New York especially have been exhausting. It can't have been an easy book for her to write and you don't always want to spend time on that. Right. You don't want to have to force yourself to continue working on a project if you have lost the spark for it. And I think she finished strong. Definitely worth your time. It's a fun read. Highly recommend. Especially if you listen to our breakdown of The City We Became. I do like how we got an expansion to the characters and to the world. Yeah. A lot of the characters that had been left purposefully blank get filled in a lot more particularly Manhattan and the primary. So seeing them show up more is really good. Definitely suggest you pick it up. So the next one, you know, I've just kind of been looking for things to occupy my time that make me laugh, keep my spirits up. And one of the things that I've really enjoyed is American Vandal on Netflix. This came out back in 2015, 2016, thereabouts. And it is essentially a mockumentary parody of the true crime genre. However, where most true crime stories involve all of these ghastly horrors, American Vandal concerns itself with the pressing question of who drew the decks in the faculty parking lot at Hanover High. It's fundamentally low stakes. You know, you've got two characters, Sam Eklund and Peter Maldonado, who are two AV club geeks who are convinced that the uh, sort of dropout stoner Dylan Maxwell couldn't possibly have been the one who actually drew the decks. And their evidence is sometimes very specious, sometimes very silly. <laughs> and, you know, you watch them just going through every red herring, going through all of the tropes of the true crime genre, and finally realizing that they're part of the problem too, that they've unearthed all of these problems at the school without offering any real way to solve them. But it's a ton of fun. Both the first and second season are definitely worth your time, and I strongly recommend that one. All right. And so my next recommendation, advice, whatever. So this week has kind of thrown our routine into a tailspin. It's been kind of difficult because I haven't had things to work on and Will's been home, but he's been sick and he's been kind of sequestered and our routines are kind of flipped because Will usually is the one that makes dinner. It was imperative to find ways to keep our spirits up and to keep our effort low on the things that just sap our spoons. And one of those things is having me have to cook alone and still try to keep a decently healthy diet. And so the thing that made it way easier is that we had a whole bunch of frozen meals from Trader Joe's, which are generally free from a lot of the allergens that I deal with. They're also pretty inexpensive for what they are with good ingredients that I can tolerate because I have a lot of problems with a lot of shelf stabilization chemicals. And so it's hard to find those kind of low spoon things for me at regular grocery stores. It's 
getting easier as the general public starts realizing what's in those foods and companies are pressured to change that. But it's been a long, long road to get there. But Trader Joe's generally has things that are easy enough to make without a microwave, unfortunately, our microwave died. <laughs> and also that taste really good, especially like those little rice cake deals that helped drive away the metallic taste from Will's mouth for a little bit. He just was like, oh my God, these are so good. Thank you so much. And it was a low effort thing to just heat it up in a skillet. So I highly recommend that if you have something that just kind of throws a wrench in the system of your day-to-day, have the backup of like just those frozen things from Trader Joe's or from other places, like just no shame associated with not being able to function at full capacity when you're taking care of somebody else. So the final thing that I want to recommend is cat snuggles. So obviously it hasn't been safe for Phoenix and me to give one another physical affection. And it's been rather dispiriting and it's taken a toll. It's been tough for me. Right. You thrive on cuddles. I do. I am a cuddler. And that's why I have really treasured those times when Sokka has just wanted to crawl into my lap and curl up with me or curl up right next to me. And it's just been, oh, it has been just a lifeline for me. I gotta say the fact that he has taken to sleeping on a pillow next to my head at night is also really nice. Yeah. Like he comes up and he snuggles and he's like, put your phone down, snuggle me. I'm going to stick my nose in between your hand and your phone. And he's just been such a sweetie. He's been very needy, which is also kind of frustrating on me because he really doesn't like it when we're in different rooms. Yeah, he can tell that something's not right, and he just wants his humans to be happy and safe together. And I'm glad that he's there to give you those cuddles when I'm not there, and I'm glad that he's been able to do the same for me. Yeah. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Well, so anyway, we really do appreciate our audience being patient with us not getting a new episode out the way that we had expected to. And we hope that our little round of recommendations has helped. But we have been talking at each other for nearly 20 minutes. I know it's shorter on the pod because I have edited it. But I don't particularly want to tempt fate to catch COVID even through masks. So I'm going to say, if you want to know what the next episode is, hopefully it will be what we said on our last pod. (laughs) And with that... Here's to one more day above the roses. To one more day above the roses. Ding! Ding. <laughs>